This is Spotlight, WMFE's arts, culture, and entertainment segment. The Spotlight is on now. The Orlando Ballet is celebrating its 50th birthday this weekend with a special show called Reflections. It includes two performance works and a documentary about the organization's ups and downs on the way to its golden anniversary. Orlando Ballet Artistic Director Jordan Morris shares plans for the future and perspectives on the past on the eve of the big celebration. Well, it's an incredibly exciting season, as you can imagine. An organization only turns uh, 50 once, and there's lots of ballet companies that never actually make it to 50. So that is um, definitely a testament to the community, to the people that support us, the board of directors, the Dr. Phillips Center, uh, you know, everybody that helps us and supports us and comes out to see the show, the students in our school. It's really something for everybody to celebrate when an arts organization makes it to the point of having a, a golden anniversary. And this opening show, it's something I've done in other companies that I've directed. Through the great help of one of our board members, we have created a documentary film, which sort of encapsulates the first 50 years of Orlando Ballet. And we've gone back to some of the original founders, people that are still alive and with us or their children lots of former dancers, executive directors, board members. What we're showing in the theater is, is a 30-minute version. There is a longer director's cut that we'll be putting on our website, etc. But this 30-minute documentary is really, it's quite poignant and it's quite touching. And there's some beautiful moments that talk about the not just the successes, but the trials and the tribulations that any arts organization goes through as it matures. It's really wonderful and a great sort of snapshot of the first five decades of this company. Then for the dance portion of the program, I realized when I took over the company that Orlando Ballet had never done a Paul Taylor work. I'm a big fan of Paul Taylor and what he did as a choreographer and for the voice of dance in America and also around the world. So we were doing one of his iconic works, Company B which was originally choreographed and performed in 1991. And he uses the music of the Andrews sisters. It's basically a, a picture of post-Second World War America. And it's just a beautiful historical piece, which I thought fit into a 50th anniversary type of season with iconic choreographers and works and American dance. And that's why I also chose to bring George Balanchine's serenade to close the performance and i've been trying to work with dr john sinclair in the bach festival ever since i got here and uh, we've had lunches and collaborate and we chat on the phone every now and then and it finally worked out that we were able to come to fruition with our collaboration and the bach festival string section will be playing tchaikovsky's serenade live with us at the steinmetz theater very excited about that they were in rehearsal last week with us and just always amazing to have live musicians in the room with the dancers and of course at the beautiful Steinmetz Hall. It's just going to sound and it's going to look absolutely beautiful. For people who may not be familiar, can you give me a quick synopsis on Paul Taylor? Yeah, Paul Taylor, American choreographer, sort of one of the pioneers of contemporary American dance. His company is known around the world. He's got a wide range of works and um, Company B is one of his sort of iconic works and I, I really was looking at the dancers that we have in the company and I thought that they're just perfectly suited individuals to tackle this piece and they've done a great job with it. 
50 years is extraordinary. And some time ago, a uh, 20-odd-year-old Nicole Darden-Creston was working at the other end of the building from Orlando Ballet. It was a beautiful historical building. You couldn't pry me out of there after work. I went to the ballet for hip-hop classes. I explored the building because it was gorgeous. Unfortunately, there were serious asbestos issues and it put Orlando Ballet in a position where it was essentially a nomadic company for a little while. And from then to now, it's been extraordinary to watch Orlando Ballet not just survive, but thrive and surpass itself. Can you talk a little bit about that history? There was one point where the company was rehearsing in a gentleman's club because there was space to dance. And of course, not much happening during the day. And then of course it would turn into it's sort of shades of Moulin Rouge for me a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So there was also a rehearsal space that they had. And the only washroom was in a gas station across the street because the rehearsal space was just basically a warehouse rehearsal space. And there were times where the administration was in one building, the dancers were in a separate building, the school was in a separate building. As you know, that sort of fractures an organization and, and it fractures the teamwork element. And yet the organization survived. And through the grace of Harriet Lake and her really creating the building that we're in now all together, the company, the school, the administration, the production team, to all be under one roof in this fabulous building, I think we appreciate that and we celebrate that and we respect it every day that we are now a cohesive team really trying to develop and create the next evolution of dance in not just Florida, but in the world. What about the next 50 years? What are some broad overarching goals you've got for the next 50 years of Orlando Ballet? Well, I mean, every director writes their chapter in a book, right? I don't think I'll be here for the next 50 years. Wow, that would be a lot. But, you know, it's... um. It's a little bit of serendipity and it's a little bit of time and place and it's a little bit of opportunity and right place at the right time. I've really enjoyed being the director and having the support of Cheryl and the board of directors and the community at large. There is a lot of opportunity to push the art form forward. This is a great example for you. I'm bringing in a ballet from the UK. I'm bringing in a, a ballet choreographed by Kenny Tyndall, who is one of the UK's sort of hot choreographers. And in order to bring this production over, I created a sort of a triumvirate with two other directors, Michael Pink in Milwaukee Ballet and Gil Boggs in Colorado Ballet. So we're actually splitting the cost of bringing the production over three ways so that it's affordable for each company. We're far enough apart that we're not stepping in each other's backyards. But this is sort of what I think dance is going to look like in the near future is more collaboration. COVID really taught us that we need to pull together as a community and that we need to start thinking of new ways. And coming out of COVID, we have financial restrictions and everybody's trying to get back on their feet. And these sort of collaborations and, and teamwork efforts to bring new versions of dance and new productions of the art form over to North America. Orlando will be the first company to perform Kenny Tyndall's Casanova, and then it will go to Milwaukee, and then it will go to Colorado. 
And I'm really excited that we're not just bringing it for the Orlando audiences, but the two other directors and myself have sort of joined forces to really help develop dance in North America. It's a very, very exciting time. And I think we have some really incredible opportunities, not just for the dancers and choreographers, but for the audiences at large as well. What do you say to people who still view ballet as something that is only for a certain group of people and is not for everyone? I'm glad you asked that because that's really a big part of what drives me as a choreographer. My ballets, for instance, Moulin Rouge, it's a household name. People know it. It's accessible and people flock to see it. The Great Gatsby, iconic American story. All these have been worked into ballets. So I think the past generations that have thought of the very rigid classical sense of the art form, it really has evolved and we have grown and we still pay homage to the great classic works. Those are historically incredibly important to our art form, but we have to grow with society as well. And we have to tell stories that are relevant and tell stories that are going to touch people. And I think there's room for all that. I think the art form itself, by necessity, is becoming more versatile. Things are moving at such a pace that the arts will always keep up, and the arts are always there for the people, and it's up to us as the makers of dance to give the people something that they're going to connect with as their stories evolve. That was Orlando Ballet Artistic Director Jordan Morris speaking about the Orlando Ballet's 50th anniversary. Spotlight is a production of 90.7 WMFE News. Editorial guidance this week from LaToya Dennis. Support for Spotlight comes from our listeners. I'm Nicole Darden-Creston. Thanks for listening.